I was going out to to New York to do some other other business and I hit Tyler up his guy and I was like yo I'm coming to New York maybe we can catch a coffee I wasn't even thinking you know and then he hit me up like literally the day I landed I was like Frank you land you good you landed so I'm like yeah Gary wants you on the show tomorrow I'm like yo <laughs> Gary V asked me on the show and um and yeah and they you know it, it was such a great opportunity because Now, quickly, before we get into this episode, a quick word from our sponsor, us. Or in other words, 1000 Visuals, the production company behind 1000 Voices. With 1000 Voices, I was looking for a studio that had that high quality cinematic and homely feel to it, but I just couldn't find anywhere. So we decided to open up our own space. We've got four high quality cinema cameras. We've got shotgun mics, not those podcasting mics that cover half your face as well, so people can see you when you're speaking to them. And we've got some basic amenities as well. Water, herbal teas, espressos, you name it. We'd love to invite you to come down to our space to create some content with us. If you are interested, check the link in the description and I'd love to take you on a tour of this space and invite you to come record some stuff with us. Thank you. Now let's get back to the episode. Training manager, I've heard you talk about training. I think in one interview I listened to, you said you had, you used to have 800 pairs of trainers. <laughs> I, I would what. say numbers, numbers don't matter. That. It's, it's, <laughs> it's quality, not quantity. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I yeah, I had a lot of pairs, you know. Um, but I, I think, you know, sometimes with, with things, people see the, the amount of pairs and how I love trainers as a thing where, they think that's how I got into it. But no, it, I mean, I've said this story many times. It was my mum who got me into, into, into like the whole trainer game like that because she loved tennis. She loved Boris Becker. She, she would buy me trainers that he wore when he was, um, when he was winning with Wimbledon and stuff. So my nickname in school was King of Trainers. Going, grow, growing up, my nickname was King of Trainers and it's something that stuck. But I love trainers. Everyone knows Franklin loves trainers. So it What's kinda... the story behind your favorite pair? Um, so my favorite pair currently is my the pair I designed myself with Aless. Um, I was able to have a collaboration with them, and I managed to, um, you know, I managed to dedicate that to my mum. You know, you know. So it was very, it was very touching. So that's my favorite pair. It's a Aless trainer. It was, it was kind of based on Boris Becker's um, jersey he wore when he won a Wimbledon Championship in 1985. Wow, nice. So that's kind of, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. All right, let's talk social media a bit. Yes. Can you talk about, to kick things off actually, so in this social media space and everything, mm-hmm. um, a time where your social media presence has unexpectedly opened up a door or some mm. kind of an opportunity for yourself mm. and how that, how that came about? Well, I mean, I, I always say like, when you jump on social media, because a lot of people don't know, I, I, I teach and lecture digital marketing social media. A lot of people don't know that. So I always say when you jump on social media, there are people on it I get for, for social and casual and stuff. But for me, I've always had a plan. I've always said like, when you jump on, you have to really have to have a plan. That's how I've always been. I always like to use things um, for my benefit and say, okay, I can use this to work, etc. So when I jumped on social media, I was like, I looked around, I looked at the scope and I said, look, I've been into trainers for, for, for many years and I haven't really seen like um, a black personality. Do you get what I mean? A black man as a personality in a sneaker game. Um, there, were, there were guys in the US and stuff, but like not in the UK, like real like 
that you, as soon as you, something you say his name, they're like, oh no, we know about him. So I said, okay, cool. Let, how do I do that? And I said, okay, I'm gonna, you know, I went through a little um, situation with JD Sports um, over the King of Trainers name. They tried to take me to court over it. Um, you know, they, you know, they didn't like that I was using it. I'm King of Trainers the individual, they're King of Trainers the, the, the store. And um, then for me, I said, they, we went, to, we went, you know, we, we didn't get to court, but, we, we nearly got to court. Then they backed down. They backed down and they uh, uh, said that I can kind of do what I want, you know. So then I used the the momentum of that that situation to set up my Instagram, King of Trainers. And then they started a campaign. There's only one King of Trainers, I'm speaking King of Trainers. <laughs> so when people go to JD Sports and see that, that's what they were talking about, the, what we went through, you know, behind the scenes. So then that enabled me to then be like, you know what, let me start like the King of Trainers as a news blog a sneaker blog and let me just really go hard at it. So um, I was posting about 20 posts a day at the time. My goodness. Um, you know, every day, like, and I post 20 posts a day for about two to three years straight before when my, my, my following was going up. And this is the time on Instagram, the more you post, the more you, you grow in it. Yeah. So it was, it was a good time. Um, and then I started to get up there and it was, I think it was when um, Deodora, the people who run Deodora hit, hit me up and they said, look, we like what you're doing on social media. We're going to send you a gift. Um, give me your address. They literally sent me 10 pairs of trainers, like from the gate. Right. And that it sent, it sent in, in a frenzy because people were like, wow, you can really get something from doing these posts. You probably didn't know yeah. it was a thing. Uh, nah, not really. I mean, I knew, yeah, there was that influencer thing. I mean, this was, I mean, we're talking, 10 plus years, like we're talking a long time. So yeah. before it was even like a, a, a kind of regular thing. So for me, that kind of sent the other brands in a frenzy because what happened is I told every brand that I'm working with and I have worked with what I'm gonna do. I said, I'm gonna be the biggest um, um, personality in a sneaker game. I wanna do reviews, I wanna do this, 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 this. And literally that's one of the things I've accomplished and it's all been through social media, so. How yeah. long? Like, so you're doing the 20 posts a day for two, mm -hmm. three years. How mm -hmm. long after you mm -hmm. started doing that, did mm -hmm. the Deodora thing happen? Um, I would say about two, three years. Yeah. Right. So I was, three years. yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think in today's time, it's a different, different game. You can um, do it in a six months if you get the right viral video. Mm -hmm. um, but for me, I knew I had to put in the groundwork, you know, because I've never kind of relied on, oh, I need to go viral to, you know, like now people are like, yeah, if I do this viral video, it's gonna, and then I'm gonna get all these opportunities, which is fine. A lot of people have done very well from that. But my thing was always, you know what, I gotta work hard. So it was about, yeah, three years of, you know, but I was putting myself out there. I was going to events dressed up with a crown and a robe. People can Google it and they'll see me with a crown and a robe. And um, I was really kind of getting in, involved in the mix and I was doing news, but I was also doing things with my opinion, you know? So I wasn't, you know, like sometimes you get, you go to a website, it's cut and paste, you know? Mm. I was like, this trainer's rubbish, man. Like, you know, <laughs> and people are like, oh, you can't say that. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm paying my money for it. So it was kind of, I use social media very tactically in just giving my opinion. And how did uh, Gary V? Yeah, so um, through my, my work with uh, my King of Trainers page, you know, um, his guy, Tyler, who's one of his right-hand men, he hit me up and and he was like, yo, we're going to set into some of Gary V's trainers. And we we kind of, we, we're just like, I would say social media friends at that time. Um, so he hit me up 
and I'll be like, yo, and then I'd done some work with he, he'd done a um, K-Swiss um, collaboration. He had about two or three K-Swiss collaborations. And then I'd done some work on his collaboration and, um, you know, you know, unboxed it, et cetera, et cetera. And then every time Tyler comes to London, he'll hit me up and, you know, then I went out to LA for Complex Con. This was like 2019, I believe. And I met him, was it LA or Chicago? I can't remember, it was either LA or Chicago, I can't remember. And um, and I met Gary Vee then, and then I was going out to this to New York to do some other other business, and I hit Tyler up his guy, and I was like, "Yo, I'm coming to New York. Maybe we can catch a coffee." I wasn't even thinking, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he hit me up like literally the day I landed. I was like, "Frank, you land? You good? You landed?" So I'm like, "Yeah, Gary wants you on the show tomorrow." <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, <laughs> Gary Vee asked me to show and um." And yeah, and they, you know, it, it was such a great opportunity because you can't pay for to sit next to that guy. It's mm-hmm. like you, you know, he's not that type of guy you pay to sit there. He's really about the people, and he, yeah, we had a very good time together, um, and he shared some really good gems. And we done we done the podcast with him as well. Yeah, yeah. he's just got the money already in it, so you gotta, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta pay him to sit next to him. But you know, yeah, because what I'm hearing that the. If you take it back a little bit, mm-hmm. he was doing this consistently for a long yes, period of time. And I indeed. don't know, I don't know, but maybe you can clarify actually, but mm-hmm. within that two to three year period before mm-hmm. maybe things like take off, if you were maybe you're getting up things here and there, messages, mm-hmm. opportunities here and there, but yeah. maybe it's still no, it hasn't wasn't taken off. No, it hadn't. I mean, and it was, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I want to, you know, this, because you see things around you. So you think people not working hard as you and they're getting invited to this thing. And back in the day, I'll be honest, it was more invitations. Oh, he's going, you're going to this Nike event, you're going to this event. It was like, oh, we're getting, you know, and then you see, and then the word care package started to come into it. So you see someone gets a care package. And you, I'll be honest, like, it wasn't, it wasn't how it is now. Now it's mm. changed. This was we're talking like over 10 years. So n- now it's like everyone gets care packages. But back then it was like, it was rare for a brand to just send someone stuff, stuff, something like that, like in that capacity. And especially maybe in the past, because, you know, I have worked with other companies, I've got, got different things in different capacities. But with this type of situation, um, it's like, you know, how do I say? It was like a big thing. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I would say, yeah, two, three years. I was getting little opportunities here and there, but when I really kind of stamped my foot and said, no, I'm the king, I put my crown and robe on, people had to recognise. So that it speaks to one, mm-hmm. how important consistency is. Indeed. And two, you mentioned you was going to these events and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you're doing the offline, you're doing the online. Yeah. But you're also doing the offline. And also 100%. Bringing, bringing in your own personal, pers- personal brand, your own yeah. branding and your personality. All 100%. Time. And now you're te- you teach social media and digital mm-hmm. marketing, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. I was you, actually doing it before. You teaching I've been teaching, for? yeah, I've been teaching digital marketing before. I was doing it, I've been teaching since 2008. Right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been in a while. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. do you see people getting wrong now, today? Um, they're not going into social media with a plan. Um, they go on with like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna have this, and and how do I say we're gonna try this to try it? Do you know what I mean? Which is fine. Trial error is perfectly fine, but it's like they, to people look too much at what other people are doing, and they're not focusing on what they need to do, and then they're just kind of getting in this cycle of, oh, we need to do what these people do, but they're not really focusing on their mission and having, okay, do a mind map. What is our mission? What's our goal? What are we trying to achieve? 
and they're not consistent. They're not consistent. Yeah. Right. And do you think that with the social media, because obviously you've been around for a while, mm. and then nowadays that you go with this short form, you know, yeah. YouTube shorts and yeah. TikToks and that kind of thing, which wasn't really a thing before, and then you mm -hmm. spoke up again, like there's a possibility to go viral, mm -hmm. and that which again maybe wasn't really as much of a thing back in the day. Yeah. Um, do you think that that this that that you know shift in the type of content that you get mm. on social media has changed the game? Uh yeah, a hundred percent. Because now people are doing foolishness. People are doing foolishness <laughs> yeah. just to go viral. That's not. I didn't grow up like that. I grew up on hard work. If you're gonna work hard, you go viral. Obviously, there are things that just automatically just catch on and latch on, which is fine. But it's changed. People, the, the, the content's dumbed down. The content's dumbed down a lot. And I feel that even like, you know, like I said to you coming here and seeing your setup, I'm like, wow, this is serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's where I believe things need to get back to. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, Talking about hard work, mm -hmm. and clearly you're a hard worker. You've been you've been involved in a number of things. When mm -hmm. I listen to you talk, you say I've hey. done property, yeah. I've done, I've done a few things, uh, the trainer game. Yeah. I've done. I think I heard about you doing like, um, a setting up. I don't even mm -hmm. remember like your company you used to work for moved up north, and you're doing setup for them. Then. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've done a number of different businesses. Different, different things. Yeah. Some have worked. Some mm -hmm. haven't worked. Yeah. What role has failure played? Can um, you become the person you are today. I'll be honest. Failure has helped me a lot to build resistance and to really have thick skin because I've lost a lot of things, a lot of money, a lot of opportunities, just, just you know, and it's and, it, and I'll be honest, 99% has been no fault of my own. Um, but what is kind of enabled me to understand is I'm still here. I can still be consistent. I can still, do you get what I mean, move forward. So it, 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 you have to build big, build thick, Build fixed skin, especially in this country. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't get what knocked once and be like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm throwing it all away. Nah, mm. I've never been that person. People who know me know that I'm a fighter. So, yeah. What's been the most amount of money you've lost? Can, can you <laughs> I can't it? say. Um, <laughs> um, I would say collectively two point five million. In one deal. In in a collective deal, but it's not just me. It's me and my friends and stuff like that. Yeah. What went wrong there? Uh, greed, greed, if I'm honest. I can't really say we're still in court over the situation. Uh, me and my friends are cool, but we, we went, we done business with someone that wasn't cool. So that's as much as I can kind of really say. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And then yeah. talking about that hard work to mm -hmm. ethic, where yeah. do you think that's come from? Um, my parents, you know, uh, my mum, my dad, rest in peace. My mum, I'm still alive, my half passed. But um, yeah, they're hard workers. They naturally are just hard workers. I saw my mum and dad really struggle um, and work hard. And in a way where they didn't, we didn't feel the struggle, if that makes any sense. Yeah. They let, they just, they still enjoyed themselves. Every Saturday we're at a Guardian Hall party. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> just, it's Broadwater, so- Broadwater Farm come on, man. <laughs> Damn, we, yeah. That's all of the Guardian Hall That's what I'm bro. saying, man. Like yeah. we know all the people there. And it's like, it's just, it's weird because now, even though my parents worked hard and they gave me and my sister a good life, but it's like now it's it's just it's changed for people. Like back then, I would say we had a we had a good life, but my parents still struggled, but they still enjoyed. Does that make sense? Now yeah. people, it's like one or the other. Like they don't they struggle and they don't. Enjoy. It's like it's weird. But I always find that gave me inspiration and 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 understanding to find happiness in the struggle. Like literally, my parents were the happiest people. Do you get, I mean, they still are. My mom's the happiest person you'll meet. And it, and I know she's had the hardest life. 
Do you get what I mean? You yeah. know, so yeah. 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 Talking um this social media game, mm. if you was to start again yes. today, yeah. how would you go about doing things? Well, I would... Okay, that's a very good question. I don't think no one's asked me that before. Maybe they have. But I would personally have more of a plan. I think I've I done a lot of things trial and error. You know, yeah. I think I have more of a plan and more of a a, a, a direction for, for monetization from the gate. Because I was working as a personality. So a lot of people, they work, okay, I'm a business, and then they work backwards. I was working as a personality and saying, okay, how can I monetize this? If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And the monetizing is quite difficult. Actually, yeah, like yeah. Saying, I guess a lot of people approach it like, mm-hmm. like a creator, I suppose, but not necessarily yeah. with the business mindset. That's it, that's then, it. They, you know, might build or whatever. Because there's a lot of creators out here. That yeah. I, I have heard mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. would have a hell of a lot of followers, but they're, they're not making no money. They're not making anything. They're not making no money. No, no. They haven't approached it with that kind yeah. of a, a business yeah. mindset. Yeah. You know? yeah. How, how would someone set themselves up to be well, able to make money? I mean, the thing about it, you know what it is. If you have a lot of followers. You there's so many ways you can make money. It's just you, you just have to understand and know it. Personally, I would be like, I would just tell people to develop products. You need a product. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. talent, talent, um, talent will fade. Products can 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 sell regardless. So I would say people develop a product, and it doesn't have to be a physical product. Like, it can be kind of it can be um, a digital product. It can be a seminar online. I've got so many different um, things. Sometimes there's times I'm like, oh man, I'm low on money. Then I just, yo, I'm doing my seminar. <laughs> you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> I'll be honest, that's how it goes. Mm. Like you know, um, but it's it's about product and using their influence to build business you know like not just in a way where it's, it's like for themselves like because now I've I've helped out so many businesses people know me and they're starting to develop and know me but yo Frank's a business person now do you get what I mean like he mm-hmm. we need him to and which I have done I've consulted for nearly every footwear brand around do you get what I mean or done work behind the scenes for them so it, now they're starting to be like, no, nah, he's not just an influencer. And I never wanted to ever want him to be put in that just influencer category. Yeah. I always say I'm influencer's influence because I was there before them. I'm probably going to be there after them, but I'm always going to be doing my thing. Probably the way you approach it, because you approach it like a business businessman, because that's mm. your background, isn't mm-hmm. it? Like you've been doing yeah. different businesses here and there for yeah. a while. So when you've approached this game, mm-hmm. social media, you've approached it with that mindset. Indeed. It's probably a lot of people haven't necessarily approached it with. Indeed. And you're talking about these brands. You worked with a lot of brands. Mm-hmm, yes. How yeah. do these kind of things go about? Do you approach them? Sometimes it's sometimes vice versa. I mean, uh, in the beginning, um, you know, when I didn't have the king of trainers online personally, I was always the king of trainers. But I would email brands and say, "Look, guys, I'm gonna be doing this, and I want you know some help and all that." They don't want to hear that. <laughs> they don't want to hear. They don't want no problem. They want to see how much you're going to do it. And I said, and I, I said, yeah, okay, cool. So I just had to get to work. So now the brands hit me up. Yo, Frank, you know, we want you to work on this campaign. We want you to work on this, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, I, I had my Les collaboration. Um, and then one of the, the, the guys who worked for Les, a guy called, called Tom, shout out Tom. I shout him out every interview. Um, he he said, yo, we're, we're getting Averix. Like, what's, what's good? I'm like, I'm like, I went crazy and I said, look, I need to be working on the brand. I need to be working on Averix. So from there, it was like, okay, Frank, we need this, 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 and this. And I just, I knocked it out of the park. So now people recognize me for like, all oh, right, you helped bring Averix back to the forefront. And 
you know, some other brands, I can't really say who have tried to <laughs> try to approach me. <laughs> yeah. So it's been interesting. Well, and you've said no. I, yeah, I can't say what I said yet. We're, 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 everyone's talking at the moment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, everyone's talking. <laughs> right. yeah. like, I was more so wondering if it, there was a particular, maybe you can't go into details, but more mm -hmm. so wondering if it's because the opportunity hasn't been right or you're still talking or... Yeah, well, no, no. You know what it is? I'll be honest. I'm like, I work with all brands, right? Um, and I always say that it will take the right type of money because at the end of the day, it's money and the right situation mm -hmm. to make me be exclusive to one brand. You know, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. How do you go about pricing? It's everything's different. Um, this is something I can give your your, your listeners. Um, never come in with a with a price. Always come in with ask them their budget. That's it. Mm -hmm. Like I I never go in with I want X and Z. I used to. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll charge this. Then you you've, you've lowered yourself, and there could be a whole scope. So always come in and be like, look, what's your um your your proposed budget for my, the work you want me to do, you know, because they have to have something in mind. And if they don't, you know, and everyone and everyone will play hardball. Oh no, what do you think? And what do you think? And what do you think? No, no, no. It's about what do you have in your budget to work with me. That's a good bit of advice actually, because mm. we've had some conversations and it's still early stage, but with some mm -hmm. some people, um, yeah. And trying to price yeah. yourself is always difficult. Yeah. And you don't know how to, because you don't want to lowball yourself. No, no, no. You have to ask them their budget. It's Because yeah. everyone hasn't got the same budget. And that's how I work with businesses. Like I could work with like Pepsi and thing, and I, I know, yeah, their budget might be different to working with an independent brand. So I always say, look, what have you got? Let me see what you've got and let me see if I can work with it. That's just what it's about. So always try to get them to reveal their hand. Yeah, yeah, for mm. sure. Um, Networking, mm -hmm. how important has that been for you? <laughs> it's been amazing. Yeah, my, my nickname was Fabs Network. So I used to have, <laughs> yeah, I used to have a social media site called Fabs Network back in the day where people could network on the website. And um, yeah, that's my that's my nickname, Fabs Network. You know, Franklin and then Watson Network. That's, mm. yeah, so I love networking. I love meeting new people. Um, they do say network is your net worth, but only if the people are going to give you opportunities and, and really kind of work together. Because I've got lots of people in my phone book who people would say, oh my God, you got this person in your phone book, but I wouldn't necessarily get an opportunity from them because they're in a different space or they're doing something different. It's not it's not good or bad, it's just how it is. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I guess trying to, trying to build like a quality network as mm, well. Indeed. Like that's something, because with me, the networking piece, that's something mm -hmm. like I can talk to people, meet people. Mm -hmm. Something I have struggled with in the past is building a good quality network as opposed to a network just full of a lot of numbers in your phone, in your phone book, but you mm. want, good quality people who maybe believe in you or what you're doing or whatever. And then mm -hmm. maybe you might touch base here and there and that Indeed. kind of thing. And then maybe somewhere down the line, that's it. Something may happen. That's it. Yeah. Maybe not, but it's like trying to build that good quality network. Yeah. It's important. It's important, you know, and sometimes a lot of people, they're like, Frank, man, like with the people, you know, you can do. And, I, and I'm like, nah, like you, you need to build that. It takes time. It takes time. There's some people I've known for 10 years and it's only now that I'm trying to, that we're doing something together. Do you get what I mean? It takes time. Mm. So it's not always something you should just go into with, I want this person to be used for this. It could be just, let's just build a friendship and then let's see how it goes. Yeah. yeah. How, how, how do you go about building your network? Um, for me in the beginning, I was outside a lot, if I'm honest. I was speaking to people. I'm not afraid to go up to people in the room I, I I used to send emails and write to like people like Rene Carell, um, you know, who's a big 
a, a big business person and, and be like, oh, can I take you for dinner? Can I meet you up? Like a lot of a lot of things. I used to do a lot of things um, in that in that business space. Go to networking parties. You know, when when Meetup was um, a, a big website, everyone. <laughs> I mean, it probably still is. I don't know, but I would go in there, check out the networking things, and just be around and and just speak to people. Really speak to people, exchange numbers, and sometimes, to be fair, networking is is tough because you don't want to be that person that's always just getting people's numbers for the sake of it. You know, yeah. you need to have a kind of driven purpose and and know exactly where you're going. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's trying to build up their own personal brand and they're maybe starting from yeah. very early? Very early. Yeah. So first of all, um, this is one thing I would say before you even go to the personal branding side, is I would say go to look at yourself, what you're giving to people, right? But then focus on your online brand, yourself, meaning your name, you buy that as a domain name, yeah? You try to set up your socials as one social name. Does that make sense? Yeah. So don't have like your Facebook difference, your Instagram, do you know what I mean? Mm. With me, my name is Franklin Boatin. You can Google me. You can go on my website, franklinboatin.com or with King of Trainers, you can go on any social network and find King of Trainers. Does that make sense? So yeah. it's about having that set up first so that when you do meet these people in person, you say, hi, my name is Franklin Boatin. They might be like, you might give them a card or whatever. But then when you go, when they you, they go away from you, they're going to be like, let me Google him. See, that's what people do with me. Yeah. They, like I call myself King of Trains, blah, blah, blah. And then they, it's like, I, I'm not saying it offends them, but they're like, let me see if he's really who he says he is. <laughs> and they Google me. And then they see, yeah, yeah I'm, the, I'm the real deal. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. how it is. So make sure you're setting up the, the back end before you go into the real world to be like, I'm this person. Yeah. And then yeah. the consistency piece as well. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. You need to be consistent at what you're saying, you know, because for me, when I say that I've done more sneak content than anyone in the world, I can prove that. People can look online. That on my only thing is I should have put it on YouTube more than anything, if I'm honest. But it's on it's on Instagram. And people who know about the sneaker content world, nah, they know about Franklin. They know about King of Trainers. Yeah. With this consistency piece, because like, you're talking about, you've done it for a few years before mm -hmm. things start to really take off. There's yeah. people who maybe today might be able to do it a bit quicker, but you still yeah. got to do it for a period of time of consistently. Course. Yes. If you're not going viral anyways, for exactly. things to really take off. At what stage can some, what, what stage does someone just look and say, you know what, I'm, I'm doing it wrong or I should change or... Well, I think it's easier now because you have a lot of tools. Um, Instagram give you tools, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of like, <laughs> yeah. is your is your content reaching? Is it, do you get what I mean? And you, you can you can test feedback a lot quicker because back in the day, we never had no analytics on Instagram. Now, mm. you know, the areas that people are following you, are you losing followers? You know all that straight away. So you know if your content's actually gaining followers and, and then... From that, you know, am I getting traction from my website? Am I making sales? There's so many different um, factors to kind of put things in place. So you should be able to tell that really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, with your content. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want um, try, to try and understand a bit more about you, mm -hmm. who you are and why, you, why you're the person you are. Mm -hmm. Did you go through any particular pivotal moments with growing up, um, particularly growing up, actually? Because yeah. like, the vibe I get from you, mm -hmm. just from looking at you and speaking to you, is that yeah. you... You keep busy. Yeah, yeah. Like tonight you're going out again. Yeah. To and you're working, you've yeah. been working. And mm -hmm. it's not even like you've been working for mm. a month or a few months or whatever. Yeah. It's been probably most of your life. Indeed. Putting in work and hours. You, you know what it is? I mean, um, around, so my whole thing is before I was 30, I was like, I need to make a million. I need to be a millionaire, right? And I kind of got there with, with 
property, me and my friends invested and I invested in property. I had a bus company and I got there from about, about 26, 27, I, I, I would say, in property, millionaire, whatever. Then I nearly lost it by about 28, 29, right? And at that point, I nearly lost it. I call myself a broke millionaire, right? Because I had a million in property, but my tenants were paying their rent. There were so many different things that was happening. And then I kind of slowed down. My girlfriend at the time, you know, I thought we were getting right. She then broke up with me. It was just a very bad time. And when I slowed, for me, when I slowed down, I saw the walls crumbling. I saw like, damn, I'm slowing down because I wanted to pursue my my, 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 my passion and, but I wasn't, I wasn't bringing in the money I used to bring in. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? And I realized, and that said, and then when all that happened, I said, no, nah, I'm never gonna not be busy. Cause my lack of busyness maybe enabled this to happen to me. And it's, a, it's maybe it's a trauma if I'm honest, but for me, it was like, nah, if I was working harder, I may, I may not have, you know, like she would not have broken up with me. Do you know what I'm saying? All that sort of stuff. So I think it was a bit of heartbreak, if I'm honest, um, and I'm transparent. But then it was also like, nah, I need to make sure that I'm never in that position again. Yeah. You ever see yourself slowing down? No. And what are you working for? <laughs> now I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm cool. No, I'm, I, I'm working for my legacy. I've got a son now. He's nine. I'm really working for him. He's my boss. But I'll be honest, I can't, I'm too fidgety. I can't keep still. I need to be always active. Need, need to be always working. I do take rest. I'm not, you know, I'm not silly. I, I don't work to the point of of ill health. But I, I love working hard. And I think when I tell that to people, it's hard for them to understand that you actually love working hard. Why? And I'm like, no, I, I really just love working hard. It, it, it gives me a, it's like, you know, people go to the gym, right? Mm. My gym is working hard. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. All right. What's been um, the biggest challenge that you've had to overcome in your business career? Um, it's, it's treachery, if I'm honest. People it, people being, yeah, treachery and greed. People just not being consistently who they are. You know, I have been consistently who I am. You know, I don't do people over. I don't, you know, I'm not that. But then there's people that just actively, you think they're one person and they just, they, they switch up. And then they change. So that's been difficult for me. How do you go about picking the right sort of people to... It's the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with, if I'm honest. Um, picking good people to be around. That's why a lot of people, they see me, but I'm by myself. You know, I do have loads of friends. I call myself the popular loner. But I'm by myself a lot, if I'm honest. Because mm. uh, it's hard to, to really pick people who can really be consistently the same person they are with no funny business. Do you get what I mean? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't deal with that well, so... It's, it's cause I've, I've, well, thank goodness I ain't had to deal with anything like that. But <laughs> yeah. I've heard of, I've heard of it, man. Yeah. Like with other people that I'm close mm -hmm. with that have been screwed over. Yeah. I've heard of like mm -hmm. people having joint business account and their partner taking everything out. Yeah. And then all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've and heard then, of like some mad stories. Of course, of course. You know, I've been through a, a few of those stories and, um, What's kept me from not going to jail is is knowing that I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I, I've got so much more to give and so much more, and I'm not like that. You get what I mean? I I I I I I'm I'm straight when it comes to business. Here's your cut. Here's my cut. I'm not even the greed thing. I just want to progress. I love seeing other people win. So it'll be wrong for me to just be like, oh, he's winning a bit too much. Let me take that. Forget all that, man. I'm not. I'm not with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When you mentioned you got so much more to give, yeah. What do you feel like you've got? 
I've got because like for me, I'm I'm not done. I feel like I'm even just starting to just beginning. I still got the hunger in me for everything. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I'm talking for like brands. I can help brands accomplish. I can help businesses. I can mentor. I can do stuff. So for me, I've still got that hunger, and I've got so much knowledge to give to business. Yeah. If you was to talk to your like your childhood self growing up in mm -hmm. Tottenham, Woodwater mm -hmm. Farm, right? Well, I grew up on West Green Road. Yeah, off West Green Road. Where's that? Is that that's actually yeah, that's right in Seven Sisters Station, West Green Road. Oh, yeah. oh okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know Seven Sisters. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So yeah. let's say you're talking to your childhood self then, mm -hmm. all over again, like right at the start. What mm -hmm. would you tell yourself? Um, just be consistent. Just be keep on being consistent. Be you. You know, I think it is if I can pick out people who, who we should befriend more, I would do that. But sometimes you need to go through those, those kind of lessons to be, a, to be a stronger person. So I don't think I would take that away. I'll just be like, just keep, just keep on doing your thing. And I would have probably told, tell him to start the, the whole trainer, quote unquote influencing a lot earlier. Cause I was always the person, the guy, if that makes any sense, but to kind of take it as a business a lot earlier. Yeah. Perfect. And then, Generally speaking, for other people who are interested in getting into this, the, the sneaker world, the training world, mm -hmm. the social media world, mm -hmm. basically someone that's interested in maybe following a similar path yes. to you, yeah. what kind of advice would you give them? The first things I would say is to um, listen to my audio books online. <laughs> got <laughs> plug, plug. five? Yeah, I've got a few books. So they can go to my website, franklinbotten.com. They go to my book section. I've got about five audio books about like how to get money, for, how to get free things from brands, just loads of different life things, go there first. That's your first point of call. Anyone who's watching this, go to and listen to my audio books. And then once you listen to my audio books, then drop me a DM. Cool, all yeah. right. <laughs> you got any final words for us? No, I just want to say thank you um, for for me being a thousand, uh, part of your thousand voices. I believe that you guys are going to get to the thousand. Um, and yeah, I just want, I just want to see the consistency because if thousands are, you know, it's easy to say a thousand, but to do a thousand is completely different. It's going to take us a while. But... but that's what it's about. It's the journey. And that's what I, I, I love. A lot of, um, a lot of people are not willing to do this. Like what you have here is, is beautiful. It's just, you've dedicated and you've got the whole setup. I wish people can see this, but maybe not, but it's a, it's a great thing that you guys are doing. So keep it up. Thank you, man. I appreciate no, it's all good. it. Thank it's you all so good. much, man. I appreciate it. Man. No, it's all good. Learned a lot. Yeah. And um and yeah, man, it's good to meet you in flesh. <laughs> no, nah, thank so you. Seeing you on Instagram. Is it? Good to see you in No, I appreciate that. Thank you so much, man. No, thank, thank you. I you. appreciate you coming down. And Anytime. That's that. So we had Franklin Bartering on the podcast, the King of Trainers himself. Thank you. <laughs> For thank now, you so people, much. We're out.